views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. of Women is a top radio show that gives voice to the personal stories of women. It will inspire women and enlighten men to follow their dreams and create positive changes in their lives. Whether the audience listens to best-selling authors or a layperson like themselves, they'll realize there are others with similar experiences and feelings to their own. This show will give women tools they can use every day, which will empower them to step out of their boxes and create the changes they desire in their life. Chris inspires women to find their voice Speak up and become leaders of their own life. Everyone has their gifts to share with the world, and it's time for women to work together to bring honor and respect to the feminine voice, which is within all people, men and women. Topics include personal growth, spirituality, creativity, leadership, and divine feminine. Now here's your host, Chris Stainus. Welcome to Voices of Women. I'm Chris Stainus. I'm founder of Women of Wisdom, and I'm hosting for the Dr. Pat Show today. And I want to wish everybody happy happy solstice this week, uh, happy holidays for all the variety of holidays we have. Um, we have a great topic today of enough, and I think that's perfect for the longest night of the year tomorrow. You know, it's time to go inside, reflect on your life, and so uh, we may give you some insights in what you may find yourself needing to or wanting to focus on. And um, a couple things I want to announce is that, um, as we many of us know, January 21st is a Women's March in Washington, D.C., and also, in many cities, I'm planning on participating in Seattle. Um, it's a great time for women to stand up together, be visible, make a statement for women, and show our strength collectively, because there's powers in numbers. Um, January 20th, I am um, putting on a mindful meditation for women and men who support women to prepare for the Women's March in Seattle. It's going to be at Amazing Grace Spiritual Center, Friday night, 7 p.m., if you're interested. You can email me email me at wow w-o-w, at womenofwisdom.org for more information. I um, just had an uh, inspiration to do that. That it's a good time to put forth our intentions before we go on a march. And I just want to share our many of you know that our our twenty fifth annual Women of Wisdom conference is February sixteenth to twentieth, and we invite you to come be with us, share your stories. Um, be a witness for others, and we gather to express what's important for women and how we can support each other. We have some early birds, um, special pricing, the deadline's December 31st, and including for my guest today, Lori McCammon, and also Randy Reagan, a author of A Year of Living Mindfully, and Rebecca Gordon, author of Your Body and the Stars. All of them I've interviewed on my radio show, Voices of Women, and their workshops uh, will be very powerful. You can check out the schedule for the 2017 conference at womanofwisdom.org. So today I'm um, very excited to have again on my show uh, Lori McCammon. Lori McCammon is an author and blogger who covers topics such as the divine feminine, indigenous wisdom, conscious empowerment, evolutionary biology, and heart-led leadership. She founded a circle-based women's organization, Women's Institute of Maine. She served as the executive director for two consciousness-raising organizations, Imagine the Good Foundation and the World Institute of Social Architecture. She received the Enough Message as a Divine Download in 2011 and spent three years decoding it. Her new book is Enough, How to Liberate Yourself and Remake the World with Just One Word. 
and she has presented this enough message at the United Nations Commission on the Status of Women in 2013 and 2014, and she will be in Seattle at the Women Wisdom Conference giving a talk Friday, February 17th, and that's open to men and women, and a workshop for women on enough, a deep dive into the true essence of self, and that's on Saturday, February 18th, and that's all at the North Seattle College. So welcome, Lori. Well, it's wonderful to be here with you, Chris. Yeah, so I'm going to start with you telling your story about how this divine download happened for you. <laughs> okay, well, sure. Um, I think we all get divine downloads uh, during our lifetimes. Uh, many times we have uh, some kind of intuition about something being right for us, or maybe we're in meditation and get a message that is um, that feels super right inside, uh, a direction to go, something to do. Uh, so when the enough message came, I was actually, it was the first time that that has happened to me when I was with someone. And so I was with uh, another woman that uh, I'd done some workshops with at the UN, and we were having lunch, and this download just came, and uh, I now call it the the enough message. It was very simple, and but what it made me do is really question if our relationship with this word enough is the right relationship to have. In other words, that almost all the ways we think about this word enough and think about ourselves in relationship to that word enough is in the negative, that we aren't enough, that there isn't enough to go around, that we're not worthy of having enough. Uh, and all these sort of disempowering relationships that we have with this one word and then how that one thing, that one relationship with the word enough, kind of trickles down into absolutely every institution, every everything that we see in our world is based on this flawed idea that there isn't enough. So uh, I, I took that as a big question to be explored and reverse engineered it in a way um, through science, quantum physics, through uh, emerging technologies, through all these um, uh, emergent social movements that are happening, uh, all these different ways, psychology, archetypal psychology, systems theory. And what I got was a picture that was telling me that humanity has it wrong. Our relationship with this word enough is not really reflecting accuracy about what the world, the universe, how it really is. So uh, the reason why I think this is coming up for us now is because humanity is really ready to be done with this never enough story. And so it was a really exciting process to see how it seemed to make sense of so many things that never made sense to me before, and it simplifies everything. So that's basically what happened, <laughs> and, and that's what my book's about. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to dive more deeply into the whole aspects of it. Um, and so what you're talking about is it, it's a mentality of, you know, uh, that that has it has impacted us. And it's almost like a programming, like we're, we've been mm-hmm. programmed since we were very young to have these very, and, and it comes in different ways for different people, you know, and we'll go into that. Um, but I'm most curious, I'd love for you to start out talking about why um, you think women are more affected by this I am enough message than men? Well, I do. I think, you know, I know for me it happened when I became a mother. And there's just, there's so much 
on uh, a woman when motherhood comes into your very full life, and we're still told we have to be it all and do it all, and we get these messages of being in service to others uh, all the time. And while um, this idea of, you know, to be a good mom, to be a good wife, to be a good citizen, to be a good daughter, all these ways in which we have these roles set out for us, these high standards about what we should do, and rather than um, kind of trying to balance out all those roles and, and, and being gentle and good to ourselves and saying, well, gee, there's only so much for me to go around. Good enough would be good enough. We, we tend to carry all these tapes about our inadequacy and our inability to really uh, cope with a load that is uh, inhumane. <laughs> it's so large to try to do all these roles and juggle all these things. So I do think that uh, we as women experience it differently also, of course, because the patriarchy is what has created the, um, you know, our current culture. It's very skewed towards a, men, a man's point of view. So women as the alternative point of view or the lesser sex, so to speak, we feel that we're not enough, that we have to, you know, stretch ourselves to be more like men in order to to be successful, to be respected, rather than to look at what makes us different than men and in what way does our society really need the balance of the feminine in order to grasp its wholeness and to really reach its full potential, you know. So it's it's very confusing, but we feel the pain more, which is an opportunity, I think, because we aren't as embedded in that old patriarchal model we, I believe, are going to be the first to kind of get out of it and lead in a new direction. Yeah, well, I think we all want that, and it's exciting. And, and um, so, you know, like we, we've had to pattern ourselves, you know, to make it in the political world, in the corporate world, to be like men. Mm-hmm. And, then we're, and then we're criticized for it. You know, <laughs> we're called all sorts of names. Um, my guest uh, yesterday, I was interviewing somebody, and, she was saying that Hillary was called, you know, a man in a, in a um, I think it was like a man in a skirt or something. And, it, you know, it's that comparison of you've got to fit into a man's shoes, do it man's way. And uh, and it's not natural for us. And so we, it isn't, it doesn't always come across as good. I remember in my earlier days of working in corporate, you know, I didn't, I didn't enjoy working for women because they, they were, they weren't allowed to be themselves. Mm-hmm. And you could feel that not being authentic, and it was harder to work under a woman, a woman as a boss. And I think right. things like that are changing, for sure, right. as we're learning about leadership. And, and, and the respecting the feminine, you know, the feminine model, respecting that, what is innate in us, and, and going forth strongly um, in, in a woman's shoes. <laughs> That's right. No, I would definitely agree with that, and I would say there's so many opportunities now um, you know, I, I have a son who just started college this year, and I really see a shift in his generation um, towards a genderless, more of a genderless approach to life, um, a more fluid gender identity um, amongst his peers. So I do think things are shifting, um, not, as, not as quickly as we'd like, but um, we are seeing, you know, I, I feel some of our, our recent political leaders have, have carried quite a bit of feminine energy um, along with the masculine. So that, that's also a wonderful thing to see and, and to, to notice. 
Yeah, that is great. And it is, it is that, yeah, that younger generation. And um, you see some in millennials and even the younger ones of the, wanting to be genderless, uh, not even using he and she and, right. and um, more androgynous look. And, and it's very interesting when you talk to them, they just have a totally different perspective on, on how they want to be, mm-hmm. even though they know they're, they are in a you know, woman's form or a man's form. Well, this is Chris Danis, and we're going to take a quick break now. We'll come back and talk more with Lori McCammon. Transformation Talk Radio is dedicated to the education and awareness of Lyme disease. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Lyme Talk Radio. I'm Dr. Pat, joined here by Dr. Nusheen Darvish. Dr. Pat Basili and Dr. Nusheen Darvish will be bringing the most innovative, groundbreaking information, research, treatment innovations, and stories from those it affects every day. I'm so excited to be talking about this. We have so much to share. Dr. Darvish and I are planning to do is connect the dots. People suffering with all sorts of chronic diseases, it's time. It is time for them to transform. Tune into Lyme Talk Radio and help keep our mission strong. For the loyal listeners out there that have been listening to this incredible show on Lyme disease, we are not going to let you down. We're going to come through stronger and enrich the platform for Lyme disease awareness through Lyme Talk Radio. The message will continue. The conversations will become stronger and the healing epic. Are you feeling stagnant or blocked in your love life, career, health, or finances? experiencing difficulty focusing or setting and achieving goals tune in to spiritual diagnostics radio with psychic visionary healers carol dorian and suzanne evans discover the cause and effect of unwanted patterns in life tune in every tuesday at 12 p.m pacific on transformation talk radio for more information visit spiritualdeed.com Introducing the Lucid Planet, a digital gathering place featuring cutting-edge, high-vibrational content that will empower and inspire you to become the greatest version of yourself. Visit the Lucid Planet today to stimulate your mind, body, and soul as you connect with a global community of like-minded people. The Lucid Planet is edited by renowned psychologist and author Dr. Kelly Neff, who is here to help you cope with anxiety, connect to your higher purpose, uncover your true passions, and live your dreams. Dr. Kelly's fresh, compassionate perspective emphasizes growth, transformation, healing, and thriving, even in the face of adversity. Say goodbye to bad news and low vibrational media for good and become part of the larger collective of people working together to navigate the global shift of consciousness and transform the world from within. Join the planet, the Lucid Planet. Visit thelucidplanet.com. Welcome home. On the cutting edge of the new mainstream, Christine Upchurch is passionate about bringing together science, psychology, and spirituality in a way that can be applied to our everyday lives for true transformation. The Christine Upchurch Show, stellar conversations to illuminate your journey, engages some of the most outstanding visionaries on the planet in lively dialogue to inspire you to become that bright light you're meant to be. Join Christine every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time on KKNW, AM 1150, and Transformation Time. Talk Radio.
Welcome back to Voices of Women. I'm Chris Danis, and I'm with Laurie McCammon. She's the author of Enough. Um, so we've been talking about this concept of enough and how, how you know, it can be harmful for us, and especially for women, because we have so much expectations on us, and we, we, we so criticize ourselves and blame ourselves and tap into all that shit. So let, I'm going to talk in this segment, you know, about what are the never enough habits, what some of them are. And uh, perhaps maybe, Laura, you could share what you think might, what one that might be the most harmful that stops us from living our life on purpose and with passion. Hmm. Well, um, gosh, they they all are damaging in various ways, but I think, you know, maybe the the first one would be neglecting self-care. I mean, this idea that we aren't um, worthy of our own self-care and our own time because we feel so pulled in many directions. And it's important to look at these habits that we've developed, including neglecting our self-care, uh, as uh, where's the root of them? What, where did these ideas come from? Uh, where did these habits come from? What's the underlying message behind it? And so if you look what's behind self-care, you're going to see several not, never enough messages behind it. So one might be that I'm not good enough to be worthy of taking the time off for that care, that, um, you know, I shouldn't need that. Um, if I were better, I wouldn't need to spend time recharging my batteries. There's something wrong with me that I can't do, do it all, you know. Um, another message, a never enough message behind it would be that, um, you know, other people will see me as selfish if I take some time off for my own self-care. And that's, that's feeling like we have to compare ourselves to some kind of standard that is completely unrealistic, that, it, that we're always falling short of, that, you know, we are so in need of, of being seen as being a good wife, a good mother, a good worker, all these things, that that becomes our reference point for what we allow ourselves to have or not have. And then the, the third um, never enough mes- message, I think that's hidden behind neglecting our self-care, would be this idea of testing others. Um, in other words, we don't love ourselves enough, so we test others. Uh, do they love us enough? If they see us, uh, you know, n- neglecting ourselves in service to them, will they notice and rescue us? It's sort of this victim mentality of, you know, if somebody rescues me, they love me, and I'm lovable. And what we see is, again, this is a backwards relationship with this word enough, where we feel we have to earn it by overachieving. We have to earn it by um, spending all our time and effort on other people and not on ourselves. Oh, yeah, that's uh, interesting, you know, that we have to earn it. That that whole thing is, is um, it, it's kind of built on, our, it's almost like our corporate structure, you know, that... Mm-hmm. Um, Interesting that pattern that comes on us even at a young age that we have to earn our way through life. You know, you have to make money, you have to go get a job, mm-hmm. you have to be successful, um, and all about earning. And then, then that plays into earning even just the right to have self care. Right. It's interesting. So, yeah, mm-hmm. it's a, it, and it is important. It's something that women, you know, we spend a, uh, a lot of time um, taking care of others and. And, and I think it really plays with um, that deservability that we deserve it for ourselves. And, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, it's really important, because you mentioned it, um, important that we look at what's behind 
what's that what's the feelings behind when we don't take care of ourselves right and it's about to me the the theme that sort of unites all of these habits it other than that we're orienting towards a never enough message uh never enough self image is that we've we've bought those messages as reality so we've lost our curiosity about where did it come from and is it really true so when we just accept it as the way things are, um, we have to suffer it, you know. But when we really have more choice than we realize, when we start to really investigate where did the message come from that is behind this behavior, it starts to get really shaky. And we're like, wow, I really don't have evidence for that. And, oh, wow, why am I doing that if I really don't know for sure that it's the truth? So, you know, it's really important to... to recapture our curiosity about why do we do what we do? What are those inner stories that we keep telling ourselves that keep us locked in patterns that don't bring us happiness or fulfillment or good health, you know, or good relationships, whatever it may be that's preventing us from having what we really want enough of? Yes, and I'm, I was thinking that um, there, there's... There's this also this aspect of how we compare ourselves to others mm. and and feel less than and and how yeah. that's part of that never enough um, habit uh, that you know we we just get into these habits without um, thinking they're they're almost automatic when we get into patterns and we get oh, yes. triggered too and yeah. so I was thinking too as you were talking that it's important to to. Sometimes we feel isolated, like we're the only ones that feel this way. And it's so important, like women gather and women have circles and they share. You find out, oh, I'm not alone. I'm not the only one that feels this way. And then it helps release that because when you talk about it, it helps you um, go deeper into the feelings and and realize these things aren't true Uh, and that you're not alone. I couldn't agree with you more. I'm a member of multiple women's circles and have been for many, many years. And I really can credit uh, those circles with releasing so much of the old stories that really aren't true and uh, of finding uh, my own voice, my own truth, and believing myself. Because in, in each other, you hear yourself. You connect at this level of essence where, where the truth really is. It's not in that outward story that we've been taught. But what I wanted to say about the, the, the story that we've been taught is it's 5,000 years old at least. And so that's a really long time to forget that it's, it's just a story. And I think that's part of why we take it as truth, that there isn't enough, this idea of scarcity, this idea of separation, all of it. And it's, it's, throughout, it's like a thread throughout all of our institutions and systems, and so we've accepted it and thinking it's the only way that could be, and where I find that, you know, dangerous or misfortunate is that really it's a very narrow and skewed lens through which to see reality. So part of this is is going beyond that, going beyond that old uh, cracked lens that is really breaking down at this point. And challenging ourselves to recover a, a wider view of what the world really is and who we really are. Well, now, now that you mentioned it, um, I would love for you to share how someone might start to do that. 
Well, you know, uh, there's one very simple practice that uh, I, I teach, which is uh, when you're in a situation where you find yourself with a decision on your hands between believing that you're enough and believing that you're not enough. So think of a situation where you're either going to take a chance and believe in yourself or, or you're going to just say, well, same old, same old, I don't think I can do this. And just, just notice, notice the choice that you're making and become really curious about, well, you know, if I made a different decision, what would happen? If I really believed I'm enough, what would happen? And use a low-risk scenario where you can try it out and say, okay, if I just realize that I'm enough in this situation or act as if, if I, even if I don't believe it, I'll act as if I, I believe that I'm enough and, and, and do it and then see what happens. And this is basically what happened with my whole writing process of the book is that I just kept challenging myself to do these enough initiations, which is to, to always choose uh, to believe enough, that I'm enough, that there is enough for me. And it changes the path. And you just keep going that way one step at a time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, well, that's important, one step at a time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, sometimes we, we, we think we can't do it because it's this huge thing that we want to do, or, or we look at this big problem and... and and then we freeze, you know, we just don't do anything because how could I possibly make a change in this? It's too big. But one step at a time, you can accomplish many things, that, you know, some of the small steps. That's right. Yeah, and I think that's another of our never enough traps is, is that when we see something that we want and it just seems so huge, we cut ourselves off from it right away because we don't feel enough to have that. But if we can just stay focused on the present moment and what's alive in us in that present moment to be done, what are you attracted to, what's your passion in that moment, and to trust yourself to just move one step in that direction. And, and then notice how it feels. You know, notice that it feels good to trust yourself and to allow yourself to, to, to get out of an old pattern or to, to move just sideways just a step. Mm-hmm. And I think putting forth the intention, you know, that, that um, this is what you, you're desiring, this is what you want, and putting forth that intention, the universe will, will supply. You know, it'll give you, um, somebody will walk into your life, or you'll hear a radio show, or many different avenues, voices come into you and, and show you where your first step is. Oh, yes. It's yeah, a matter because- of being- yeah, we're, wi- we're widening the lens, and when we do that, yeah. more can come into that lens or that field of view, yeah. more to work with, more enoughness is there all the time. It's just we don't see it. So Yeah, yeah that's yeah. true. Well, we're going to take another break now, and we're going to come back and talk more how we can change this enough story. Chris Stainis is a spiritual leader and healer and teaches a course on how you can transform your life through a meditation and healing system that will manifest your spirit's dreams. 
She manifested the Women of Wisdom Conference, the Women of Wisdom book, and this radio show. And she can show you how to change your life, too. Are you ready? Visit the website and contact her at VoicesOfWomenToday.com. That's VoicesOfWomenToday.com. Wow. Hey, everyone. Welcome. Uh, Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. I'm telling you, I got to pinch myself some days because when each of us gets called to do something that we so not thought was in our real house to do for a purpose that's so much greater than us, we get to show up and shine. If you would like to show up and shine on the Dr. Pat Show as a co-host or sponsor, send us an email to inspire at thedrpatshow.com. If you're one of the millions of Americans suffering from anxiety, you probably know how powerless and out of control this emotion can make you feel. This is why it is so important to remember that anxiety is created by your mind, which means that you can learn to use your mind to uncreate it. Hello, my name is Dr. Friedman Schaub. My award-winning book, The Fear and Anxiety Solution, provides you with a step-by-step breakthrough process to understand and resolve the root causes of your anxiety and build a solid foundation of confidence and inner peace. If you're ready to take your power back, visit thefearandanxietysolution.com. That's thefearandanxietysolution.com. Or call 866-903-6463. That's 866-903-MIND. Have you felt a lot of fear and self-doubt in your life where you feel like you never know what's right for you? As a result, maybe you've made yourself invisible or haven't fully put yourself out there. Hi, my name is Deb Acker. In addition to being the host of Truth Talk Radio, I'm an intuitive life coach and energy healer. I clear energy blocks to all areas of life, including stepping into your power to be confident and visible in your relationships and the world. Did you know fear, self-doubt, feeling invisible, and not feeling comfortable to put yourself out there are all linked to not being in your power? What if you could always feel powerful and on purpose at all times? I used to spend a lot of time hiding in fear and self-doubt. Now I'm not afraid to put myself out there on a bigger scale, and most importantly, I know it's right for me in every moment, and I take action accordingly. On the other side, I now help others with this, and if you're ready to be powerful and confident and let go of the fear that holds you back from a bigger life, I'd love to gift you with my pattern identification session. Simply contact me on the contact page of my website, deborahacker.com. That's D-E-B-O-R-A-H-A-C-K-E-R.com. And let me know you heard about this gift through Transformation Talk Radio. I look forward to connecting soon. Welcome back. This is Chris Danis, and I'm talking with Lori McCammon, who is the author of Enough. Um, Lori, can you share your website? And um, perhaps you have, you know, um, things there to offer people or... Mm-hmm. Yes, I do. Uh, so the website is www.weareenough.com. And I'm also on Facebook, Lori McCammon Author. And I'm on Twitter at, at Enough Message. And yes, there's a whole bunch of freebie stuff on my website. You can watch a meditation video. You can download a free mini guidebook that goes along with my book. And you can find out about all the things that I'm doing. And there's a blog uh, on there as well, lots of articles and 
There's a quiz <laughs> as well. So there's a whole bunch of cool stuff on there. Okay, great. And then, and also you're going to be at Women of Wisdom in Seattle. So people can experience um, you in, in a workshop setting for a whole day. You know, I mean, I mean, it'll be very experiential and getting more in-depth of finding these little pockets of kind of insecurities about feeling enough in our lives. And, and I want to go into um, talking about this, how we compare ourselves to others. And we feel less than it. And also that this, the competition, um, uh-huh. we've been seeing a lot of, of um, you hear about bullying with girls. You, you, we've seen and witnessed the meanness on Facebook around this election time. And, mm-hmm. and, and all these things, all these, this kind of aspect, especially women do we, with each other of, of resenting others who mm-hmm. are health actualized that they're on moving on with their life and, 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 and that whole competition and comparing, I can't do it. Somebody else is doing it, you know, and, and. Right. Well, I think first of all, I think all of that is a signal that we are not believing that we are enough. So when we work on that core message about ourselves and we understand that we are born enough, uh, you know, I, I do this exercise where I say, if you, you know, when we see a, a newborn baby, you know, everyone would agree that that baby is enough, and yet the baby has not achieved anything yet, owns nothing yet. So when did you think you lost your enoughness? And so, and we don't. We, we, we don't lose our enoughness. It's always there, and who we are is completely unique. So when we lose track of the fact that we are precious and unique, uh, um, we're apt to always be looking for outside of ourselves to feel good about ourselves. And the way we do that is we shame or blame others uh, in order to elevate ourselves, or we, um, we criticize what we see, or we, we get angry or frustrated or jealous when somebody else is doing something similar to what we're interested in. And really, all of this, all of this is a, such a crying signal from within your soul <laughs> that, that says, pay attention your enoughness, like really understand and appreciate your divine gift, how unique you are, how you are the only person on this planet who can live your life and bring the gifts that you came here to bring. Because yes, there's lots of people out there doing things similar to what you may want to be doing, and you may not have self-actualized it yet. Maybe the timing isn't right. Um, Maybe you haven't trusted yourself or felt you're enough yet. Um, all of these things, you know, are signals, I think, to put us back on our path towards who we really are and what we came here to do. Because I really believe that we all, every single one of us, have come here with enough of everything we need to achieve what we came here to achieve. And it's so easy to get distracted. And one of the ways we get distracted is by comparing ourselves to others. And I have to say, when I was writing my book, I intentionally stopped reading other people's books because I knew that it's, it's, this world is loud and it's so easy to, to get distracted, to get jealous, to get insecure when you are comparing yourself to other people who are out there already. So put it away. Really hear your own voice. If you spend the time really honoring what wants to come through you, what's your passion, what are your divine gifts, and give that the attention it needs. Jealousy turns into 
finding mentors. Like, you find someone who's self-actualized in a certain way that you haven't yet, and you learn from them. You partner with them. You, you find out more about how did they get there and what kind of effort does it take to self-actualize this kind of thing. So, you know, we lose an opportunity when we go into jealousy, resentment, shaming or blaming somebody else that we're jealous of or that we want to elevate ourselves against. Really, all of this is a signal that we need to turn within to honor ourselves, to, to appreciate and notice the person that wants to come through us, you know, and, and actualize into the world. Yeah, and it's not, you know, it's not us against them. It's, it, mm-hmm. it's you know, cooperation and, and co-creating and, and finding people of like mind. You may think, well, she does this too. Why? How could I possibly do this? But, you know, there's partnerships and there's... Um, wonderful collaborations that can happen that I find more exciting than if I'm just by myself. Absolutely. And I'll just tell you about one that I'm currently doing. I love working in a team setting. In fact, it was really hard for me to to go into the solo space that I needed to to do this book. So I knew I had to bring my own gifts forward because I think once you do, then you're more apt to participate with a real open heart with other people. Um, so we are developing this guidebook, and I'm doing it with eight other women from across the world. And we've been working on this for like a year and a half or so now to do a companion guidebook to the Enough book. And it has been the most wonderful process. We just we love each other. We respect each other. The gifts combined are so much more than any one of us could bring forward alone. We have a sense of community and resiliency that comes from really being able to get to this we space. We call it the we space. But the prerequisite, the sort of like the 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 price of admission is to really feel that you are enough and you don't have to borrow that enoughness or compete with other people. It's within you already. And when you combine with other people who know that, it's, just, it's the world we all know is possible that Charles Eisenstein says, the more beautiful world that our hearts know is possible. It's really possible to do that with other people who understand that this is really how co-creation works. Yeah, and that, um, that uh, seems to tie in with something else that, um, that you shared with me um, about the nev- that there's this old never enough story that we're creating a new story of enough and it, it has its timing with the planetary transition that we're yes. being called to into this new pattern. I'd love for you to talk about that. Yes, sure. You know, when I was doing my research, uh, one of the places where it was to me most fascinating is when I went into system theory and I understood sort of the bird's eye view of humanity's path uh, through growing consciousness and, you know, how we basically go from this infant stage of being completely dependent on Mother Earth to provide what we need to the childhood phase in which we learn how to repeat what she does, such as, you know, agriculture, for example, and other technologies that we've, you know, been really good at doing. And then we've come upon this, this phase, which we're still in now as a world culture, um, this this uh, adolescent phase, which is very self-oriented, very short-term oriented, very into fads and surfacey things, and 
what is so exciting to me is that systems theory is applicable to everything, including humanity's um, growing evolution, consciousness of evolution. So what always comes after adolescence is adulthood. And we are already seeing evidence of people who are ready to embody a more adult way of relating to the world. They see things from a global perspective. They're ready to take responsibility for solving problems uh, of the world, for, for helping their fellow human beings, for uh, caring for the environment. And I look at, like, Standing Rock, for example, and it's a, it's a, it's a perfect example of what that is, that adulthood uh, phase where you're standing your ground. It's not an us versus them. It really is I am standing for the truth of our global reality and future generations. So this is, you know, truly what's exciting and it's really being called from us, from us, each of us, to really step out of that old never enough story, which saw ourselves as separate from everybody else, in competition with everybody else. And that's actually extremely disempowering, as is the hero-victim paradigm um, that we've been growing up to, through because it keeps us separate. It keeps us in separate roles. And, you know, we really meet at this deeper level of our essence selves, of our humanity. And so that's what we see, like, at Standing Rock with the veterans coming out and the tribes uniting from all over the world and, you know, various other people who are coming in and helping and supporting. So I think it's really incredible uh, that we are seeing this this breakthrough to a whole new paradigm, this adult version of uh, what we can be as a humanity. Yeah, I think that uh, I think that's a, a big inspiration that's going to move a, a lot of uh, social activism to a whole new level. I have a friend there, and I um, interviewed her. She'll be on my show on uh, December 30th. She's been there since August working in the medical area, and um, amazing stories. But we're going to take another break, and we'll come back shortly and talk more with Lori McCammon about the story of enough. How would you like to release your stress and let go of your anxiety, fear, depression, or even physical pain? How would you like to feel more relaxed, more confident, and experience more success in all areas of your life? Dave Dodge from Stress Buster Radio has a number of cutting-edge methods that will help you do just that. For more information on how Dave can help you release stress, visit StressBusterRadio.com. Skype and phone sessions available. Tune in to The Jen Royster Show, intuitive guidance to inspire your life, each Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific and 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This amazing show is an inspirational hour that will take you on an epic metaphysical journey to discover the spiritual approach to life's greatest challenges. Dr. Jen is an internationally known intuitive counselor, spiritual teacher, and energy healer. Call in for intuitive readings and visit JenRoyster.com for more information. Tune in to Mainstream Metaphysics Radio to harness your connection with the universe to effect change for optimal success and happiness. Name one of the country's top psychics, 
Eve now brings her insights and gifts to this weekly hit call-in show, joined by visionaries, leaders, and gifted others, but mostly you. Jot it down, Thursdays, 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Are you sick of feeling overworked with no motivation? Take a break from the daily grind. Life coach Nicole Eisler is here to provide a healing journey of optimism. Passionate and caring, Nicole is no ordinary soul. Her dedication to helping everyone has no limit. Witness the power of positivity. Tune in every first and third Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific for Positivity Party Radio with Nicole Eisler on Transformation Talk Radio. For more information, visit BigDreamAwakening.com. Disease, one of the most dreaded words in our vocabulary. Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. Did you know traditionally we have viewed disease as a degenerative process? Disease is better understood when we view it as disease in the human body. Disease means without ease. Health is not merely the absence of disease, it's when every part of the body works together effortlessly, relaxed and at ease. It's that relaxed state that lets energy flow in waves through and around the entire body. Every organ has an electrical charge. And when overcharged or undercharged, disease occurs. And it is an effort to go through our day. We are able to determine the exact disease of the body and design a specific solution to correct the nutritional imbalance. Contact us at 888-777-4232. That's 888-777-4232. And visit us at maryjanemack.com. Welcome back to Voices of Women and um, Dr. Bacto, actually. I'm talking with Lori McCammon. And um, we've been, we sort of ended talking about the, the power of, of, of people working together, you know, a fanny rock and that, that, that impact of um, um, that they're protectors rather than protesters is, is amazing. And people coming from, from actually tribes that have been at war with each other for for hundreds of years are coming together to work, for, you know, just, to, just for the purpose of protecting the water. It's so powerful, and it's such a, um, uh, I think it's going to have an impact on us on our, um, in our moving forward in the social activism that we need to be um, all be participating in. And seeing people coming together, I think it's giving us hope, like, oh, wow, you know, <laughs> we can make change. And 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 I want you to share a little bit, Lori, about because one of the things that you talk about is how we give up our power and our voice to leaders and experts, and mm-hmm. and um, I think that's what we're seeing in Standing Rock too. That it it um, it it was a huge collaborative effort, even though there are leaders. Um, right. I well, yes. I mean, I think if we look at the pattern that we've been taught. We've really been taught to think in a very hierarchical way and where the, the power to make anything happen is concentrated at the top. And as long as we think that's the way things are and the way they have to be, we, uh, we give up our power. We, we give up our voice quite routinely without even really thinking about it. And part of our reclaiming our full spectrum of enoughness is understanding that uh, change never comes from the leaders of the current paradigm. It's, they're, they're too invested in the old way. And, you know, we look at 
things like uh, Paul Hawkins' book, Blessed Unrest, which documents what he calls the biggest uh, movement that no one knows is a movement because it is organic and it's organically rising all over the earth at the same time and it's responding locally. So, you know, Margaret Mead always talked about that, 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 that the future always comes from, you know, people at the grassroots level. So we have to understand that this really is where the future comes from. And Standing Rock is a prime example when there is a local issue that we all can relate to from a very human, basic, essence level. Uh, it's very easy to connect with protecting our water, for protecting it for future generations, and um, for standing together around a, a common uh, value. So I think we're relearning uh, that we are the bringers of the future and that our, it's very appropriate for us to get involved in whatever way um, is enough for us and not beat ourselves up about, oh, I can't go to Standing Rock right now uh, for this reason or that. There's always something we can do to participate in um, having our values be heard and seen whether it's locally or nationally. Um, and it's a very dangerous thing to think that uh, that uh, a leader, whether it's of our country, our state, our town, whatever, is going to solve all our problems for us. And I think we're in a state right now, I, you know, post-election here, where we're understanding that, that part of what's shifting is um, the kind of the illusion that we've had that our leaders... Uh, you know, make change happen. They they really don't. It's there's so many uh, other factors involved and in ways that we can shift things in one way or the other. So it's just really important to 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 not get too hooked into the gloom or despair. You know, if you don't like who you see running something, and and really turn the lens towards yourselves. Your you know, your community, your friends, your your groups that you're involved with, and ask what you can do, because there's always something we can do that's, that's going to be perfectly enough. If we all do that, it will be enough. Yes, and, and a lot, was, at least in Seattle, um, and what I've witnessed is people, um, we're impacted maybe even more by what happens, happens locally, and there's a lot of work we can do locally. Mm-hmm. And we can support Standing Rock in many ways. We can't all go there. They actually don't want you to come right now. It's 50 below, and, and um, they can't manage more people there right now. That might change, you know, in the spring or summer. I don't know what how that will evolve. But there are things happening in our community around water. We have water issues here. Probably every community around our country has water issues. And we have um, even pipeline issues near us up in Canada and near the border, and so we have we have local issues that we need to work, and we can do it. Also, learning from how Standing Rock, and that's what's happening, and it's exciting because we're we can learn from that experience and the, the power of people, and not just sit back idly and think we don't have the power. And uh, like I say, like leaving it for leaders um, to to do things, they they can't do it alone. Um, they they just can't. They they need they need us people. You know, we need the grassroots efforts to make things happen, and, and um, so that's that's fabulous. You know, mm-hmm. it, it gives us—I think it gives us hope. 
So one last um, message do you want to leave people with um, and helping them wherever we are in our life of dealing with, you know, these things that hold us back, really? Well, I just, I think that um, one of the ways that we get blocked about thinking that we could really, truly change our lives is that we think it has to be complicated. We think that we have to take a class or read several books or, you know, or, or go to some kind of expert to teach us how to shift something. And although all of those things are helpful, I really think that it's, it's much, much more simple than that. I, I think that if you get to this core issue of our, your personal relationship to this word enough, and you can make a shift simply in that, in your own life, in your daily life, it can really begin to, to help you have a lens that makes sense of everything that's not working and what you need to do to make it better. And it becomes sort of self-evident so that you don't need to go to an expert to tell you how to fix something or do something um, to make your life better. You, you actually realize that you have all those answers within you. Yeah, that's so true. And and one last word I just want to share with this whole topic is to come from a place of gratitude, to be grateful for who you are and come with that um, and toward, and with others. Great gratitude for others, for the lessons we learn and, and, and the gifts that everybody brings. And so, anyway, thank you, um, Lori, um, for being on the show today. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm really looking forward to coming to the WOW conference. Yeah, so Lori will be speaking. Uh, she has a keynote talk on Friday, February 17th, open to men and women. And and that's the transforma- uh, transformative power of enough is her topic for that talk. And then a workshop Sunday, I'm sorry, Saturday, February 18th, enough, a deep dive into the true essence of self. So if you really want to explore this topic, um, it'll be very experiential with a great group of women. Come join us. There's the Early Bird um, Special Price. That runs through December 31st, and um, we'd love for you to join us um, at the conference. It's our 25th year, so it's a very special um, event that we're putting on this year. Uh, everything, the whole schedule is online. You don't have to come. It's not a conference where you pay one fee and you're there all weekend. It's um, Everything is individually priced, and so you can come to an evening. You can come to one workshop. You can come to several things. It um, starts on Thursday night, ends on Monday, which is um, a President's Day. It's a holiday, so a lot of people do come on Monday. And uh, check out the schedule at womenofwisdom.org. Just look for the uh, 2017 conference and the event schedule. Um, and, and it's a life-changing. It's it's a, an amazing experience to be at Women of Wisdom. It's been life-changing. We've had thousands of people come through the years. I've said uh, 25th year. It's hard to believe. Um mm-hmm. We also have um, other special guests of Nikki Scully and Normandy Ellis doing an Egyptian oracles workshop. And um, anyway, there's many, many, um, and many um, events that um, will be going on. Carolyn Muir, who's the author of Tantra, The Art of Conscious Loving, gives a workshop February 17th. So, and you know, it's holiday time. Give it a holiday gift for your women friends. You know, they can, you can, you can, at a reasonable price, give them a workshop to attend. If you know somebody who maybe needs a little empowerment to be around other women in their lives or they're in transition and having a hard time and you think, hey, they'd be great, it'd be a great experience for them to be uh, around supportive women and to be witnessed. That's so powerful to be witnessed. 
You've been listening to Voices of Women with Chris Stanis. Tune in each Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time for Voices of Women Today. Radio with Chris Stanis.